We're continuing the series in Hishtapros Sanefesh in the introduction. This is number 10. Ve'im yodato v'shamato k'tsas mi'goido nefloes yigiosoi v'terchose b'avoides Hashem mi'mei nu'ur of mamish. Rab Nosenzal says, if you know and you've heard a little bit about how hard Rabbi Nachman worked and struggled in Avodah Hashem when he was very young, when he was a kid, and how high he was to attain a, a level, a spiritual level, as is known, and as can be recognized a little bit by those who look into his Sforim, which the world has already benef- is, is benefiting from, the Likute Moran, the Sipur Levad Mishar Chibur Vakdoshim, this is besides his other Sforim, Asher Loi Zochu HaOilam Lehonas Mehem, which were not published. Kemoi HaSforim Asher Pokat Lesorfom. For example, there was a Sefer that he had written that he, he told one of his students at one point to burn it. There was a point when Rabbi Nachman became very, very sick, and he said he felt that it was part of it had to do with the fact that he had prepared this Sefer, which had in it tremendous depth about uh, Hashem and other things, and he felt that this was endangering his health, and he told the student to go and burn the Sefer, you know, in, in order to save his life. And, and then he did recover at the time. And there was another Sefer, which also he showed it to one or two of his students, but he did not give them permission to publish it, to print it. As the Pasuk says in creation, Vayar Elokim Kitoiv, that Hashem saw the light at the time of Bria Soilam, that it was good, and the Gemara says that it was good, lignois, to hide, meaning that there is a certain spiritual light which has to be kept hidden. Kimavur as is discussed in another place in Chaim Oran, chapter 171, about this concept, that there are certain sforum that can't be published. This is besides the great depth of Chachma that the Rebbe was zeichet to achieve, that we were not zeichet to, to learn from him. Even, you know, we didn't even hear about it. After all of this, when he was involved in Avodah Hashem, in speaking to Hashem and davening, he did it with such simplicity and such sincerity to the point when he was referring to himself, when he was speaking to Hashem, he said to Hashem, I'm wandering around, Hashem, I feel like I'm wandering around like a lost sheep. As we see elaborated on, in that chapter on Ikut Imran, that's entitled Toisi Kaseoivet, where he talks about this. Ubevadai, now Rab Nosson adds, Ubevadai, in Tisboinin Bozeh, and definitely, if we'll think about this, Tispale Mo'oid al Goidel Tmimus Tzidkosoi Shel Rabbein Zechon Evracha. A person will be amazed at how a rabbi who achieved such tremendous heights spiritually was able to, to present himself before Hashem with such simplicity and humility. But Rav Nosson adds, but look at this. Ach Bemis, however, the truth is, Haloi Posuk Ze Atzmoi Omar Dovar HaMelech 
Who's the one who actually said these words originally? It was Dover Amelech Besoif Tmanya Api. And this Pasuk was said at the end of chapter 119 Tehillim, which is referred to in the Gemara as eight times, because it has the entire Aleph Beis listed eight times. It has eight Psukim for each letter of the Aleph Beis. Ashrei Tmi Meiderech, and then another Aleph, Sheyesh Soidois Noiroim Venizgovim Oid. Whereby, if you look in that chapter in Tehillim, if you learn what the Gemara has to say about it and what the Zohar HaKadosh has, has to say about it, you see that there are tremendous secrets of Torah that are found in that chapter of Tehillim. V'chein b'chol mizmore Tehillim. And so too throughout the entire book of Tehillim. Shekulam maleim soidois noiroam v'nefloim oid. The words of Tehillim have in them tremendous depth and secrets of Torah, the Zohar HaKadosh expounds on many of the Psukim, Umi lo which Jew does not realize and believe in the incredible great heights that Dovra Melech achieved. V'yafal Pikain, and despite that, Omar al Atzmoi, he said about himself, To'isi kese oiveid, Hashem, I am wandering around like a lost sheep. So look at the incredible humility that these great tzaddikim have. Because regarding Hashem's greatness, there's no end to it. There's, it's infinite. And so too the tremendous quantity of crying that Rabbi Nachman did before Hashem cannot be described. But he writes, I'm going to quote a little bit here, I'm going to tell over a little bit of what we, what's written in the book Shvoch which is uh, like a biography, a short biography that was written about Rabbi Nachman that tells about his youth. And here he's going to introduce this now. He says, B'Sefer Kosav, there it writes, that learning, all the learning he did, came to him through tremendous struggle. In the beginning, when he started out learning Mishnayis, he couldn't understand it. He would cry for hours to Hashem, begging Hashem that Hashem should open his eyes to be able to understand the Torah properly and, and, and fully. Until he mastered the study of Mishnayis, where he was able to really understand it completely. Then when he went into learning Gemara also, major struggle. And he cried there also a lot until he was to master the Gemara, one after another. And then so too when he got older and he started studying secrets of Torah, the Zohar Kodesh, the writings of the Arizal, he cried a lot to Hashem until he was to understand everything he was learning through his tefillah and through his crying. 
Ein Shom, look over there in Shvoch Yoran where he elaborates on it. We see from here that even as a child, he was in the habit of crying a lot to Hashem when it came to every aspect of Avodah Sashem, whether it's keeping his mind pure, looking at what he's supposed to, not looking at what he's not supposed to, every facet of serving Hashem, he would beg Hashem and cry, actually pleading, begging Hashem, to help him overcome his Yetzirah, to help him succeed in serving Hashem properly. This is something very, very special. That when Rabbi Nachman was six years old, he had a tremendous yearning to be able to receive and feel the holiness of Shabbos the way great tzaddikim feel it, to feel his soul, to feel the neshama yisera. V'holach l'merchatz, of Shabbos, somochach miyad, and he would run to the, to the bathhouse, to the mikvah, on Friday, right after midday, at the earliest time that you can go, right after chatzot yom, v'tovah l'satzmoi bezrizus, and he quickly toiveled himself, and he went home immediately afterwards, and he dressed himself in his Shabbos clothes early, you know, uh, for early Friday afternoon. And he went into the shul, and he was pacing back and forth. And he had a tremendous yearning. He wanted to draw upon himself the holiness of Shabbos and the Neshama Yaseri. He wanted to feel it. He wanted to really, really take on all the spiritual heights and values of Shabbos. And he wanted to see something. He wanted to see some kind of a light, something, something that would show him that he's experiencing you know, this deep, deep connection to Shabbos. But he didn't see anything. And then as, this, as time went by, people started coming into the shul. And one of the important people came into the shul and went over to his stender, you know, where he would daven. Which in Yiddish we call it a stender. And Rabbein started saying, uh, the, and the person started saying Shira Shirim. The Hasidim especially, and people at Davin Nusach Svarad have a custom that on, on Erev Shabbos, this is brought from the Zorah Kodesh, to recite Shira Shirim. That's part of the preparation for Shabbos. So this man came into shul and went over to a stender and started saying Shira Shirim. And Rabbein this six-year-old child, walked over and he stood like in between this man and his stender and he put his head in the stender, you know, like hiding his head. Because he was a little kid, like Bidwalov, you know, the people, you know, they didn't look to see exactly what he was doing. You know, they, they figured he's a kid, he's playing, he's putting his head in the, in the stender. And he, had, he kept his head there inside the stender. And he started crying to Hashem. And he cried there a lot for a, you know, for a long time until night, until it became Shabbos. 
עד שאינו אף נעשו נפוכס שקורן גשוולן, till his eyes became swollen from crying. ואחר כך פוסח אסיינוב, and then he opened his eyes, ונדמלוי כאילו הוא רואה איזה אוהר, and it looked to him as if he was seeing some kind of a bright light, because they had already lit the lights in the shul. Again, this was before electricity. This is when they would light these candle operas, you know, with candles or with oil. And his eyes had been closed so long from the crying, you know, so that when he opened his eyes and he saw these lights in the shul, it looked to him like he was seeing a bright spiritual light. The oz neskarer daito iktsas. And then he felt a little bit better. He felt like Hashem was showing him a little bit of this light that he wanted to experience. Ayn Shem, look over there in Chaim Aran where he writes about this.